0: Hey guys, welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 41. I hope we're all well and having a fantastic day. We are joined today by Rob Swain over in the UK now at the moment to discuss a good, I think this would be a good, fun fun podcast anyway, nice and lighthearted for sure. But Rob, how are you today?
1: Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. Really good. Thank you. Yeah, really good.
0: Yeah, really good, man. Really good. Nice early morning for me, evening time yeah. for you guys, and back home. But but listen, give, give the little view, give the viewers, not not the little viewers, give the viewers or listeners, even excuse me, a little bit of an intro into you, what you're up to at the moment, how you've gone through the industry.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I um I have been in the fitness industry for about eleven years now. Um, I was a personal trainer. Funny enough, actually, before that, I worked in the city in Stockbroking, but then I sort of thought, what am I doing? found um found fitness um I played semi-professional and very briefly professional football as well which took me into sort of it so on the floor PTing for about nine years probably nine years wow COVID fantastic. happened put me online and I absolutely love it so I've been doing online coaching now for two years and it's it's fantastic because you can just help so many more people mm. um all around the world there's no location you know so I'm currently online coaching. I've got a couple of programmes. I've got a really close one-to-one um, coaching programme and I've got a bit of a group programme as well. Um, it's going really good, yeah. Re- really enjoying it. Really. Enjoying it. I didn't know you
0: actually played a little bit of professional, but what was the team that you played for? Out of curiosity.
1: So I played for, play for Bromley. I call it professional because it was training yeah, yeah. full-time, playing full-time in the conference, but I don't say yeah, so. it quietly because it, it certainly wasn't uh, up in the Premier League. <laughs> so not I was playing, playing for Chelsea? Play for, uh, no, not quite. I was playing for Bromley <laughs> in the conference.
0: Okay, brilliant, man. That, that's unbelievable. Actually, funny enough, had Luke on and any of the listeners uh, who listened to our conversation last week as well or two weeks ago. Um, we talked about this kind of playing sport at a high level sometimes has a has a really good cross transfer over it, coaching uh, and even just building a physique and fitness in general anyway. Um, and that kind of high level, the discipline you would have had with that football and all that kind of stuff that, that probably cross transfers into your business, your physique and everything that comes with it. Would I be right in saying that?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I was when I was playing semi-pro football, I was doing the whole PT and football. It tied in really well mm. together. Yeah, not only for timing, but also for knowing what you should be eating um, around yeah. training, after that kind of stuff. So yeah, hundred percent.
0: Absolutely, you get 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 in that environment nice and early as well, which definitely helps. And the other thing as well that you said was the online business, and I think everyone can can take something from that. Or in that kind of COVID COVID time for PT, it was sink or swim. Do you know, like what 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 are we going to do here? So transitioning into online is has obviously gone well for for the two of us as well, and uh, and great to see that you're flying in that in that respect as well.
1: Yeah, you too, mate. Very much so.
0: And uh, today's podcast, I don't even have a name for it. We'll call it a kind of myth busting or busting some some fitness myths yeah. at, at the moment. And what I was saying to Rob, and we were both having a discussion earlier, that we don't want this episode to be a, a slating kind of episode going like, you, sh- why are you thinking this? It's, car- it's going to be a productive one to say, this is what the myth was, this is the solution for you, or this is why it would potentially work, and then you guys can take that home uh, going forward. So we have a, a good, good, L, good, good list of them for sure. So I, I can, I can get the ball rolling with number one.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna flick through a couple of them. So definitely one that 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 hit me and that I abided by for for years. And I have to blame my cousins for this one. Is definitely eating carbs after 6 p.m. just immediately stores body fat. And this one for me, I think that everyone's probably heard that, and I was so worried about any carbohydrate i was eating chicken and cucumber for for dinner if it was at like half six or seven p.m it's like thinking that there's a a a certain time that carbohydrates would store body fat is is very very silly in terms of that respect thinking of myself back now so why would why would any carbohydrate store any body fat and probably the answer to a lot of these questions are going to be simply that if you're eating in a surplus of energy or surplus of calories those carbohydrates potentially might be stored as body fat. But if you're in a deficit of calories throughout the day or you're at a maintenance level, no matter what time you eat your carbs, morning, midday, evening, right before bed, wake up in the middle of the night and have them, as long as your weekly caloric intake, definitely wouldn't advise the, the waking up in the middle of the night. I think that as long as your weekly ca- calorie intake is in check, it's never going to burn to gain excess body fat. So if you guys are limiting your carbohydrate consumption before bed, and actually, you know what, there's, there is some research that will show that having carbohydrates slightly before bed will actually allow you to, to uh, tap into a, a deeper, more restorative sleep as well. And wake up with a little bit of a glycogen top up in the morning. So if anything, I would advise eating carbs before bed. Have you ever, have you ever done that one or
1: abided by that? No, hundred percent mate. And, and Joe, what you're, you're so right in terms of before <coughs> I bought a PT, I thought for exactly the same thing. So I know yeah. a lot of people, sort of, as we said before, they take, take the piss out of people for thinking that, but, a lot of trainers out there, it. too, were in exactly the same boat. Like Growing up, I mm. thought, I can't have that late on. Oh, no way. It's ridiculous. It's going to treble trebling calories. No, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, 100%. And I, I'm, I work out early in the morning. I really do. So yeah. I actually do often have carbs really late on what for best. that reason because I'm not getting up an hour and a half before I'm going to work out. I literally get up, get sorted, and go. So, mm. no, I, I do have carbs late on, often some oats and stuff.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think that's a really nice, fun meal to have, especially if you do train early doors, oats in the evening, or some sort of kind of slower complex carbohydrate that will slow down digestion with a little bit of dietary fat in there as well. And then that will hold on for then your morning session as well. Yeah. Um, so pretty much the answer to that, as long as you're in a maintenance or deficit, there's no body fat that can be gained no matter what carbs you have in the evening as well.
1: Yeah. Um, and to add to that, it kind, it kind of has to work for you, doesn't it? If, say, for example you're working a busy schedule and you're getting home late late and you you know you have to eat late then you've got to do it so the whole Mm. whole meal timings in general it kind of has to work for you doesn't it
0: absolutely the main thing is is adherence to sustainability and I have lots of guys and girls who just cannot stomach anything in the evening like that and just need something like greek yogurt berries and a bit of dark chocolate or something like that or if you're like me, I love a massive carbohydrate meal, the last meal before bed, So I'm always starving. No matter what I eat, 200 grams of rice, 100 grams of rice, whatever it is, I'm always starving in the evening. So I always like to, to backload that. And that just suits me. So um, as always, adherence to sustainability and what suits you and your needs is always going to be the, the answer for that one.
1: Yeah, spot on, spot on, Okay, I'll let you roll with number two. <clears throat> right, I'm going to go with, I, I wrote two earlier. and they, They're effectively both similar in terms of, not yeah. true yeah um, so there's two so there's basically there's the old apple cider vinegar yeah drinking that which is going to aid your fat loss but there's also which kind of is just as mad is, is putting butter in your coffee and true that's a really
0: good one, actually yeah but, uh, again, we have, I, haven't actually, I haven't seen i haven't seen a good few of these that rob sent over by the way so i'm, I'm listening to them and I'm actually nodding the yeah, along they're, just... they're, re-
1: they're really common they're really i don't know if it's just in, in in england or what but they're really common yeah. and I get asked about it quite a lot. And I even see now, I even see some trainers pushing the the apple um, cider vinegar. And Mm. I'm thinking, are they getting paid to say that? Because surely they (laughs) they don't have to believe it. But again, it's another one, a bit like the carbs later on. It's like, because it was so common and a lot of people would talk about it, that's why it kind of is, it kind of was believable. So until you actually get told by someone who knows what they're talking about, no, like for example, with, with, with the butter into coffee, you're adding loads of calories to your coffee, so yeah. act like absolutely not. And there's there's no there's certainly no evidence at all that, that either of those things um, are going to aid with fat loss. If anything, they're going to probably go the other way. In fact, I don't even know too much about what apple cider vinegar is. Do you? It, it'd be more of a. I, I believe that the kind how the myth and that that's always a nice thing for us like.
0: How how is that myth circulating? Like what's going on yeah. there? I believe that apple cider vinegar can help with with gut relief. Okay, gut relief, and maybe good. cause. Good, good good, relief or bloating relief potentially which is maybe causing you to feel oh I feel way less bloated today and immediately you go oh I must be losing body fat and that's that's yeah, probably yeah, for yeah, me yeah, how, how yeah. it came the the coffee and this is something my, my cousin used to use to put was it coconut no was it coconut oil or something coconut butter into his, his yeah. coffee, something like that where and people use like MCT oil and there, there is there is some sort of cause for it or some sort of thought process behind it where you can add that in and that kind of dietary fat and caffeine complex can be un- unbelievable from a cognitive function. And maybe, you know, the slow digestion with the fat maybe slows you down from eating. It What it will probably do is it will stop you from eating your maybe your meal one because you're probably full from the caffeine right. and also the, the dietary fat. And then you kick out your meal one to maybe 12 p.m., and then you eat everything down the house. We say, "Oh, I miss my meal one. I can eat whatever I want." And then people exactly, think that they're yeah. losing body fat as well. Probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. Have you ever tried the uh, the, co- the butter and the coffee at all? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I I think coffee alone is is good for suppressing appetite. Again, I would never say replace meals with coffee, but yeah, yeah. If you're doing if you're doing a fast, I think a black coffee is really valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much what got me through my whole prep: black co- coffee, yeah. water. You know, just for for an for another two, three, four hours, something like that. Post oh, post yeah. wake, of course. Um, but really, really good on as well. And again, kind of comes down to the underlying. You know, what's going to drive body fat off. A calorie deficit you know actually if you guys uh, before after this or before this pause it go and watch rob's video what what, what was the one what, what would it be called the one where he's like nope nope
1: oh yeah um what did i call it i can't remember, I can't what, remember. what actually
0: is pretty much all, all all these kind of things as well and like yeah. what, what makes fat us <laughs> nope upside vinegar nope um okay another good one so we'll come off the nutrition we'll come back to it a little bit i think that the Hmm, Looking through these. So so actually one that's really important is is like what worked for Mr. Limpy, what worked for Rob, what worked for Josh must work for me. I think this is an incredibly useful one for anyone saying the Instagram world is so quick and easy for you to get information because I saw this guy who's unbelievable shape on a bossu ball doing a single arm cable row, something like, um, you know, like some crazy with a band wrapped around his head at the same time you know like just because oh he's in good shape i must do that or even something as simple as that person is squatting and he has unreal legs i must do that or bench pressing what again what, what rob said earlier as well was is trying to find what works for you and you only every person will have completely different biomechanics every person there's a lot of exercises i simply just can't do my shoulders my shoulder and the way is structured means that I can only do some sort of pressing upright row. I could never do some sort of lateral r- variations I can't do, but I look at maybe Mr. Olympia or I look at someone who's unbelievable shape and I, they're all doing that back in the day. I was like, I have to do that. And I was just putting myself into such bad positions to do it and, and not executing the movement fully. Where actually another movement pattern that worked for me is the best, is the best one for me to do. So, you have to look at a couple of variables with these, like what what feels good for you, what can you connect with the muscle tissue, what can you do pain free, and what what has run away in front of it progression wise. So, are you doing exercise that feel you don't really feel if you're doing a ladder raise and don't feel in your delts? If you're doing it and you have pain in your anterior delt while you're doing it and your shoulders clicking and you can't progress your lifts, why would you ever do that? You know, just because we see everyone do ladder raises. Any other any exercises that you you know that one where
1: you, you saw someone do and maybe you think that I need to do that? Yeah, even me, like I um, I simply cannot do front squats with a barbell. I can't, yeah, you, I, cannot, I cannot do it, and it infuriated yeah. me when I kept on trying. I was getting really worked up about it because I've seen other people do it. Yeah, that's hang on, you, you you can't do it. You don't have that range of motion. Just mm. just stop. You don't need to do it. And exactly what you just said. Like growing up, I would see. I'm exact. I'm guilty of that, and that's where we can't. Blame both, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, because we see people doing it, and you're bang on, mate. And on Instagram at the minute, you've got so many people mm. doing stupid things, but people think, oh, that's going to work. I'm going to do that yeah
0: just because they're just because they're in great shape it's it, it's yeah. mad but like i said i used to look at the massive guy in the gym you know probably taking steroids now thinking of it now he's absolutely huge and go what what is yeah. he doing you know 10 sets of bench press 10 sets of barbell curls 10 sets of this whatever and just doing some crazy other exercise and i would just just literally copy what are you what are you doing today whatever that guy's doing you know and yeah. uh, back then of course got zero results probably got injured more so than anything and probably paying, paying the price now. So um, the key uh, point on that one is find what works for you, what you connect well with, what is not causing an injury and has runway for progression in front of you.
1: Yeah, growing up I you can go chest, 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 chest. Yeah, yeah, mine is just arms.
0: Honestly, my, my left elbow, actually my whole right side of my body is so much more developed than my left. Okay. And the reason yeah, really? for that is because I only use barb. I, I I, now know now, Barbell bench, barbell back squat, barbell deadlift, barbell incline, barbell bicep curl, barbell easy curl. And my right side of my body was always a little bit stronger anyway when I was younger. And it just took it those, those 1% just added up. And it just kept me getting bigger and bigger. And my barbell curl was any watching this on YouTube, you were able to see, it was like that. And my bench press that was, was re- pressing like that with the barbell. And my cousins always used to say it to me as well. They were the first people who got me introduced in the gym and said, God, man, your your right side of your body is getting much bigger. I remember going to like a party once and I had a, a t-shirt on and some guy just goes to me like, man, your your right arm is, is way bigger than your left. And I kind of just looked down. Yeah. I, I actually realized then, Jesus, that, that's bigger. And my delt's bigger and my leg is bigger. And and I, I do I do to now think that... Because I used to do just two hundred reps of bicep curl on my left arm, then at the end of every workout, my left elbow is just goose now. It's really, really sore at some stages. I,
1: uh, yeah, well, because I did so much chest and I never trained my back. My shoulders are actually a little bit hunched yeah over. Naturally. You, you and me yeah, too so. as well. It's it's funny how that all does. Um. Okay, I'll let you run them Cool. So the next one on my list, I'm going to go with is um. I guess I suppose it's a bit of two in one. It's uh. You have people think you have to like shock your muscles to see results, yeah. Tied in with people think you have to change your workout every single session as well. Mm. Um, and it's just okay. Well, so, that. I know that me and you have actually had that before about um people changing their workout too often. And I think yeah. you program your guys it's like a minimum of 16 weeks on the same workout, right?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, even make all the way up until maybe 16 months, you know, if it isn't broke, if it isn't not, if, if it's not, excuse me, if it is progressing, I, w- I wouldn't change it um but what why do you think that is about the shock in the muscle what do you think people are thinking of of when they get that feeling
1: again you know what again another another and this is another one that i used to do when i first become a both we all know how easy it was to become a personal trainer like i've learned so yeah. much more by just actually following other trainers doing research myself than an easy personal training course but i used yeah. to think you have to change your workout and shock your muscles so you know <laughs> funny enough actually there's a lot of reels going around now i don't know if you've seen them where people like Right, you've got to shock your muscle. They'll get, they'll go up to do a bench press, and just before they do a bench press, they'll quickly start doing a bicep curl instead, of something like that, to try to confuse your muscle and stop. Are they being? Rare. Are they?
0: Are they joking or are they being serious?
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, taking the piss. Because, oh, because sorry, the piss. sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, and had a gut for just do something completely random. It's quite funny actually, but yeah, I was massive on that. I was thinking, right, different different workout. I can't do the same workout because then your muscle doesn't, no, you know, it gets you, used to it. Muscle memory. Yeah. After doing it just one week, yeah, you must, muscle knows what's happening, so it's not going to grow. Like you have to shock it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I used to do that. So again, it is, it's, it is a stupid myth, but at the same time, you understand why people think it because. Mm. There's so many people around that do it you know that think you have to change it
0: yeah it, it does kind of when, when you when you say it and when you hear it for the first time i remember that shock the muscle it was such a buzzword a couple of years ago and people would try and do it but it does kind of have a, have a thought process and i remember i was actually listening to podcasts on this the other day as well that novel stimulus so something that you haven't really done before say you're doing doing your programming is bench press you're doing that for four or five weeks or something and then you go okay i'm going to do a like an incline smith machine press or something immediately by just doing that that's creating a new novel stimulus one that you haven't you probably haven't done before you haven't done in a long time that now places a massive demand on the tissues and it's, and it's going to always bring lots of doms the next day and that's actually probably a good myth as well that you must get doms to be growing muscle tissue <laughs> have you heard that one or, or done that
1: one yourself hey I make some of my clients say to you look Rob, but I don't think it's working out because I'm just not, not feeling aching. I'm yeah, going, yeah that's a good thing we don't want you aching all the time like obviously for the first yeah, week yeah. or two possibly because you're not used to it but no no and that, that's that that's a big one actually people think they have to ache if I haven't worked if I haven't ached I haven't worked hard enough simply yeah and that's yeah not
0: cool 100% it's, it's weird isn't it? but I will say that you know it's kind of nice when you walked out of a chess session and you go oh yeah like the next day and just get a bit of a bit of a contraction there. And you're like, Oh, that's actually a little bit sore. You yeah. kind of know then deep down or your biceps a little bit sore, your quads or whatever. It's quite, it's quite a nice sensation, but, but it does not mean growth yeah. and you actually don't need to get, if you stayed pain-free year round and had zero DOMS, you could grow your physique. I, I would honestly almost say potentially more because if you're coming back do a, if I, if I, if my chest is absolutely blown out, now I have to come back in three days to chain it again. Like, what's the fatigue going to be like with that? What's the, yeah. the ability to produce force there going to be like? It's really localized fatigue as well. So maybe that my performance might be poor the next session. And then that taps into the next one and the next one and the next one. So um, do you, that's actually what, what what was the first one we said? The I can't even remember the uh, about the shocking the muscles. Sorry, shock shocking the muscles for sure is probably just a novel shocking stimulus. Muscles,
1: slash yeah
0: slash yeah. Dom- need, need to get doms as well i'll use that as my one i'll let you go for one, another one there off the bat yeah <laughs> i'll let you go for one more oh, i'm sorry use- mate i yeah. know um, no, all good
1: i guess i guess this one kind of ties in as well is that whole um no days off mentality. Like, it's kind of like Very good on, the yeah. myth that you've got, to, you've got to push through it. You know, if, you, if you're aching, if, if you don't push through it, you're a pussy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're better off just resting. And that mm. ties in nicely with the doms because as an example, obviously I've had, had my feet uprated on, so I've not trained my legs for about four months now. So I mm. know if I go to a big leg session, I'll, I'll, I'll be struggling to walk you for three days. Yeah. And then that will therefore not just stop me doing the workout because I'm aching, but mentally I'll be like, like my mentality will be like, oh, I can't mm. be bothered because I'm aching point type thing. So it's not actually yeah. just that, that you physically can't do it. It will have a mental effect as well. So, um, Sorry, I've, I've gone off track there. I don't know what I said.
0: So you you, you went for the no, that that's spot on the the
1: train every day.
0: you know no, mentality? Yeah, ha- no yeah. days off. you know? And-, and not
1: have not like not having rest. Yeah, but basically, effectively, mm. if you rest, you're you know you're a bit of a pussy. That's yeah, yeah. I'm mentality- <laughs> what that of mentality was. I remember I shared I growing up. I shared a studio with a guy, and he he called his training no days off, and I was like, yeah, it's fucking great. Like you have seven days off, you, you know. But actually, you fucking need rest. Rest is just as important as actually working out
0: yeah true you're only you're only really growing when you're out of the gym if you always think about that you create this the the stimulus in the gym but the adaptation happens when you're out yeah. and if you're constantly fatigued constantly sympathetically driven so in that kind of stress response you're never going to be able to grow to your maximum how many days a week would you advise people to train then? if they're thinking like god you know what like i'm training seven days a week i'm doing you know push pull legs push pull legs push pull legs just on and on and on what would you advise yeah. people doing from a split split standpoint
1: in my opinion, I say four days is great. I think that's a yeah, really you good amount of time. And it's kind of realistic as well. It's not mm-hmm. overdoing it. If you are someone that absolutely loves training and has got time to train, I would say train five times. No, mm-hmm. no more than that. Three is adequate. If you're a busy person, you can get three in. You know, Two, at absolute worst case, is certainly better than doing nothing. But I think realistically, mm-hmm. three or four times is great.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, man. I I honestly remember AJ uh, chatted to me about this to try and add a fifth day in. Um, And I honestly just said, I honestly don't think I could do that, you know, just with uh, I wouldn't want to do it as well. I I have a nice split where I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday off for me to enjoy my weekend, go and play golf and stuff like that. But I always felt that if I trained on a Saturday, I was always tied down because I like having a meal before a train that means that i'm training at 11. on a saturday morning i'm waiting around the house watching tv until 11 to bloody train and then it's two and then it's after and your whole day's gone so um i think that yeah. the less less is more is becoming a, a predominant phrase now and something i use all the time with clients the main thing i think that i'm sure you get this yourself as well is a lot of clients i have now at the moment it's not asking them to do more it's probably bringing them down to do less i had one guy uh, one guy and one girl come in recently, and. 25k steps, four cardio is a week, three train sessions. I was like, where do we go? Jim? What are we going to do here? So it's what, actually 20, trying to bring, twenty-five thousand steps a day. A day, yeah. Honestly, twenty-five k steps a day three, four cardio sessions going for runs on top of three or four train sessions a week as well. And I was kind where are we going to go here? So it's about pulling that down. But I'll also say that, you know, the mentality of of doing more, it's sometimes harder to pull yourself back from a psychological perspective then and saying, God, I'm going to build loads of body fat, or excuse me, add loads of body fat to my frame. Have you ever found that with clients?
1: Yeah, it's it and it's, 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 it's so what? it's a bit like the same that when someone misses a workout, and I get a lot of clients panic that like, oh my god I've, I've missed the workout. I'm, like, what? I'm just like, relax, it doesn't matter. Like you just, you've literally just missed the workout. You probably would have only burnt a few hundred calories anyway, so that, you know mm. from that respect, it doesn't matter. um you don't need to desperately try and catch up with it obviously great if the next day you can fit it in perfectly if you don't please don't stress don't stress at all and like if you're consistently missing them then we just we we pull it back a little bit we adjust the calories like yeah so no 100% and people massively think that you you know burn a lot more calories actually doing the workout than you do because you know the yeah. old Apple watches don't really help do they because they give a bit of a false reading <laughs> yeah no 100 yeah 100 people think they have to do a lot more yeah than they do and and people like me and you me and you and obviously a lot of other coaches we, we try and drill it into people's heads that nutrition is way more important way 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 more important but mm. It's hard because people, again, because people have believed myths growing up and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to get into it. It's, understand it.
0: Yeah, it's difficult to change it in a in a week or even a podcast that we're doing here. But hopefully, we're starting to get people to think think slightly differently about this. And in terms yeah. of new, nutrition, coming back to that one as well, one thing that kind of like we'll cover three three in a row. You know, eating carbohydrates will will no matter if it's six p.m., no matter if it's one p.m., whatever. Just eating carbs in general. Will make you fat. Then the other one is eating fat makes you fat. Eating fruit, you know, remember hearing that one about fruit makes you fat. Do you know, that's a, a ridiculous um
1: have to, have fruit because it's full of sugar. Yeah, it's gonna make you fat.
0: Yeah, I think the 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 back end for that one, and I actually remember Luke from the muscle mentors talking about this. It was like this study done about fructose years ago uh, and talked about like if you have enough fructose even in like a deficit you can start to store fat cells. But I remember the the amount of fructose you had to eat. It was it was like eating honestly like like 140 bananas in a day or something like that or really? hundred like it, just an obscene amount of fruit that no one will ever eat. So like why is that? Why is that turned into a myth? Because you'd have to eat yeah. a, an un- inordinate amount of bananas. But as as we know and what what we've talked on before is the only thing that will allow you to actually store new body fat is going to be eating in a surplus of energy, a surplus of calories. So no matter what your fat intake is like, fat is incredibly important from a hormonal perspective, cognitive function perspective, just overall health in general, satiety to meals, you know, there, it's a really important macronutrient. So we shouldn't limit that through the day because it, because it says fat, it's called fat. I wish it was called something else, We should make another name for it. It's not going to store as yeah, fat. yeah. yeah, yeah carbohydrates won't be stored as fat. If you eat a little bit more carbohydrates during the day, you might store a little bit more carbohydrates. So the water element to the carbs that are stored as well might make you up and scale it, but not um, actually body fat, which is sometimes why, you know, after eating a really high carb meal, then you don't usually eat. You might go up, 0.5 0.5 kilos on the scale people think oh it's because i'm eating carbs that's making me fat or if they don't eat carbs at all and they go down the scale it's because they've dropped off all that fluid retention um and then the fruit thing is just crazy do you know <laughs> like i don't know how or why that, that's going you
1: know and i know we keep saying it but it, it, it was me as well i was you, yeah yeah was absolutely I but before i was educated on it i thought fats made you fat i thought i think yeah. i even thought about the whole sugar in the fruit i really did so oh yeah, I mean, yeah. as much as everyone you know, laugh it is understandable for people that don't know it's completely understandable to think that and, as, and you've just hit it down the head where it's it's called fat it must make you fat it sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. it should make you fat oh yeah
0: big, big time it's a, it's a funny one isn't it and and like i said something that we all i, I used to i remember i remember someone actually called me out i put up my, my nutrition plan this is honestly only about three three and uh, no, probably about four years three or four years ago i put when i became pt and i remember putting up my nutrition on on the on Instagram and, and run through what I'm doing for my dieting phase. I can I'd actually love to go back and see what it is, but someone messaged me going, man man those fats that you're eating are just incredibly low like just 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 be worried worry about that i was like fats don't matter it's all about calories it doesn't matter i'm just eating as many carbs as i can and whatever and it must have been about 15 or 15 grams of fat a day which is just ridiculously low so what, what kind of targets would you look look at for females and males i would always look at something like a 40 grams absolute bare minimum for a male 35 bare minimum for a female something around that
1: yeah, pretty much the same. Obviously, males mm. need, need a little bit more because generally we're bigger. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, literally, that that's kind of what I'd say. Obviously, yeah. you know, you'd get a smaller woman that could get away with a little bit less, of course. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the same sort of range.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, I'll let you go for
1: Um, Okay, so... Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to go with sit-ups. Again, another one that I believe, by the way. The uh, yeah. sit-ups get you abs. Now, yeah. obviously... <laughs> That's certain a great one, actually, exercise. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. like so certain core exercises will of course help you have more prominent. At the end of the day, you know, your abs are muscles. Mm-hmm. So certain core exercises will help your abs become more prominent once you strip that body fat away. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I have people now with you know excess body fat saying there's no sit-ups in my plan in my program. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? How am I going to get rid of the belly fat? Give me both yeah. and I'm like, no, no. Yeah that's and I remember I used to do so many bloody sit ups like Stock, yeah. non non weight non I'm talking lying on my back actual genuine genuine sit ups you know, that kind of stuff yeah when actually you you know you your hanging leg raises uh, your cable crunches that kind of stuff because effectively yeah. you should be training your core
0: with load uh,
1: hypertrophy. Yeah, yeah yeah so um but no that's again it's a it's a really believable one and it's one that people think you have to do like endless amounts of sit ups you don't
0: okay so if, if the listeners are going God, what, how, how do you get a six pack then what, what would you say to them
1: so i'll say the first things first obviously you've got to look at your nutrition you have mm-hmm. to strip that body fat away you know you, you could yeah. have under that body fat you could have the best abs in the world you could have you know really prominent muscles but with the body fat there you want no one's going to see them and let's yeah. face it most people train their core because they want to look good so the first thing's first is strip that body fat away um, and when you start, you know, getting it a bit lower to thinking, right, you know what, I'm not too it's far away from, here, now yeah. from where I see. Let's start training our core um, with with a bit of weight as well, uh, mm. with a bit of resistance to actually try and grow those muscles rather than um, yeah, you just your your crunches, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I honestly would almost argue that I probably had the best six pack in the world, not even just in Ireland, like in the world when I was 18 because I used to do so many crunches. But my Lord, you could not see a thing like honestly underneath the skin i'm i'm i'm, I'm very confident that i had the best six pack in the world but you could never see it and i was so i used to do i used to have a pull-up bar in my room every night before bed i probably did 100 crunches 20 20 or 30 hanging leg raises and i used to do planks for some reason because i thought that was really yeah, good perhaps yeah, yeah, as well yeah, so just it hammer good, it away for honestly years okay years i was doing it for and not a peep, but I'm sure if you built some tissue down there over the years and we can reveal it now, but again, for anyone that's listened to this, who does go into the gym going, I need to just do lots of cardio and do just do my abs or whatever, or not even cardio, just do lots of abs, just make sure that everything aligns outside of abs, doing ab work will not bring up your abs. I always say abs are made in the gym, but revealed in the kitchen, like you just said, with the, the calories and the caloric consumption that you're having, make sure that we're pulling body fat levels down first that you can actually reveal and actually see it at the end, the end of the day
1: and it's good to remember as well that a lot of actual just just compound exercises will work your core anyway yeah you know, because believe it or not as an example doing an overhead press if you're causing you're, you're working your core by doing that so mm-hmm. i actually did a shoot last year and um if i don't mind saying so myself you know i, I looked good I did you look not, great I didn't yeah one, i didn't do one sit-up really one, yeah, yeah you're very you're yeah. very
0: prominent and and, and
1: kind well, of well you really know what well. I, I think after being six foot five i'm lucky i hide my body fat well my body fat kind of goes to my love handles area so i've never you're six I've never five my core, i'm six foot five yeah you're not really yeah. are you i
0: didn't know that at all yeah, i wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have noted that yeah.
1: really tell me what, actually if you I say I, I never never thought like they'd seen me like out in the public with it. Oh my god, you're not that tall. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, six or five. And I yeah, I'm very lucky, and I, and that is the same with most tall people. You can kind of get away with hiding a little bit. So mm. I'll take that as a compliment that you said they were prominent, but they that was purely from just cut, dieting down, yeah. and they would have been a fucking lot better if yeah. I had actually then trained them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just okay.
0: About. Yeah, that, that's a good one as well, leading into the, the next one. I used to always think that high I used to think. In a building phase or in an improvement phase every low reps. Oh, it's just just low reps. That that builds mass. Like some some strange reason by six compared to ten reps builds mass and the 10 reps burns through body fat. And I used to go into the gym, whenever I was dieting, it was was 15, 20, 30 reps, drop set, drop set, drop set, drop set. Like I was doing probably a hundred sets of workout, probably thinking of it now, which is crazy. I'd probably only do 15 now, maximum, something like that. So the high reps, the high volume would actually burn because you know that, you guys will probably know this as well. You know, that feeling, if you're doing a 20 rep on bicep curls or a 20 rep on chest, you get this, lactic acid feel of burn in the in the muscle tissue itself and i used to think that that was actually like literally burning through body fat like like butter on a on a, on a pan on a stove kind of thing i was I, I honestly had that sensation in my head and i was just going more and more and more the more i can do this the more body fat i lose and then go off and have a subway proposed workout and have a, a like endless amount of pasta for dinner you know and lots of pesto and olive oil and stuff and then just going why is it, why isn't this working so i'm sure that you guys can can um Uh, relate to that and saying in my honest opinion i do believe that when you're trying to do any transformation retention of muscle tissue is going to be the key volume is probably going to cause more fatigue than anything when you're in a deficit you have to be clever about your volume so actually keeping your reps slightly lower and intensity high anywhere between that kind of six and 15 rep range and i I believe that is going to hold and retain much more muscle tissue and, and performance than actually having Three sets of 20, 25 reps, something like that. Would you agree on
1: that one? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, because what you just said, because um, I always used to think, right, you know, anything up to six reps is you're building muscle. Anything over that, you're, and it, this will bring you onto one of your points. Anything over that is just toning. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. mad. And, and I get people ask this, asking this now. Like, they say, right, so this is the rep range for toning. And I'm like, what is, what, yeah, is,
0: yeah, yeah. what is toning yeah 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 Yeah, well, well let, let, let's break that down and, and again do you know what like i used to i i used to uh i think i bought a i think i used to buy protein that said like fat fat loss protein or, or toning protein just because it said toning on it as well so again for the listeners we all did it do you know i wanted to tone my physique i wanted to see more tone yeah. but let, let, let's break that down like what actually is toning then and um, in your in your uh in your thoughts anyway
1: yeah. So when, when people say to me, look, I want to, I want to tone up or they might say, yeah. this is quite a good one, actually. They, they say, I don't need to lose any weight, but I need to tone up. Yeah, yeah true. To, to have that tone physique, you have to either reduce body fat, I mean, mainly reduce body fat mm-hmm. and, or gain muscle. Yeah. So you have to lose weight because to get that toned look, to get rid of body fat fat mm. weighs something you then have to so mm. you kind of point that out to them that it's, it's 99% of the time it's you need to reduce your body fat with a slight you know one percent of you probably need to, to bulk up a little bit and gain a bit of muscle to have mm. that tone physique you know
0: yeah and you listen a hundred percent as long as long as we know what they mean do you know I, I've yeah. countless countless clients come on board and say oh, all I want to do is just just tone up my physique and immediately I, I it wouldn't be like you or me jump on the call like so did you just say toning? Did you, did you did you say that that's not a thing, man? Like I, I want a one definitive answer. As long as we know what what that actually means, like a recomposition phase, dropping of body fat, revealing the muscle tissue that they have, or in in some some uh, cases and scenarios, we can actually start to build a little bit of of muscle in that that dieting phase itself. And um, that's what toning would be be to me as well. But like like I said, as long as we just know what it means, you know, as coaches, and as long as you guys know what it means, the, the phrase doesn't really matter. Like bulking, gaining, improving phase. You know, some people might look at improving phase, yeah. going, "What the hell? What the hell is he talking about?" That's what I would call it, anyway. And um, but as long as we have an under, underlying un, understanding of what it means, it doesn't really matter what it's called, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, and obviously we're 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 clearly admitting that we were there. We've thought yeah. of that as well. So we would never just laugh at people because we, we think we we thought exactly the same thing. So yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just about being knowing, isn't it? Yeah,
0: hundred percent.
1: Um. So we touched on Tony. Do you, do you have one that you want to run with? um yeah you know what this one is diet coke or not and or any kind of fizzy drink will make you gain fat um Mm. even though it's got zero calories in it and that that's a big myth that's a big you know when people say to me oh what i'm allowed diet coke and i'm like yeah yeah i have a a few it's not a problem they're like but it will make me gain fat surely i'm like no there's there's no calories in it it's not simply not and yeah yeah. that's a big one it's not just diet coke It's it's anything that's you know there's a lot of zero calorie drinks out there, isn't there? Like even the month, I know the monsters, I think, if the monsters, I think I've got like seven or eight actual calories yeah. in there, but let's face Nothing. it. Nothing. That's not going to cause, uh, Excessive that's not going to cause weight gain, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's a bit of a shorter topic one, but yeah. No, no, that's a good one as well.
0: But I actually found those quite useful, especially on prep to, to have, I wouldn't have like one every single day or, or one or two every day, which, you know, a couple of clients have asked me, can I do that? Yeah, there's, there's also these the, from a satiety perspective, though, they're, they're excellent, you know, they really do um kind of null that hunger, the Coke Zero will have a little yeah. bit of caffeine in it as well that can again suppress appetite. And so I would actually say argue that they probably in a roundabout way will help with driving body fat off your physique now that that's to a certain extent guys don't take that with a pinch of salt and only here you go go off to your your partners or your, your mum or your friends or whatever and say josh josh said i can have 10 uh, coke zeros today whatever it is but in moderation is no problem you can also get these i have done the brand over here is called men franklin definitely won't be back home but these kind of uh, zero cal fizzy waters with like some kind of like flavoring of lemon in them and stuff like that i used to drink those because they that kind of carbonation of the water kind of sits a little bit Heavier in the stomach, kind of giving the sensation that you are full. So, in a roundabout way, these drinks for me would probably help with diet or with with fat loss more so than actually adding body fat. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, my go-to is the White Monster. I'm I'm obsessed yeah. with them. Not the lion. And, and I'll be honest, with you Again, we don't, we're not promoting changing meals <laughs> for any drinks at all. Why any, sentiment? but. You know if i am a bit peckish sometimes and i'm trying to drink, like i will grab a monster and i won't be hungry for a few hours so mm. it's a bit like you know eating our uh, these low calorie high volume foods we might suggest like having a getting a load of melanin or loads of strawberries because it's going to keep you full up like mm. a, 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 a key to a fat loss journey is is feeling satisfied is is not thinking shit i need to eat something i need to eat something so a black coffee or a diet coke can help that then along the way then i think it's got a good place in, in the in the journey
0: 100 percent, absolutely agree with that okay um a good one actually that that would be important is is you can somehow do you know I, I know i'm sure a lot of, a lot of guys come into you and or girls for that matter as well um and they say I just want to build build muscle. I want to go into an improvement phase. I want to go into a gaining phase. Now you go, okay, yeah, brilliant. Okay, let, let's have a look at the physique and let let's go from there. Uh, and then when you see the physique, you say mm, we are definitely not ready to to go into this gaining phase now and into surplus of calories. I think that there's a, a misconception that we can some somehow go into a gaining phase, drop body fat while gaining muscle tissue in a surplus, where that yeah. really like naturally and particularly that is pretty much impo- i would say physiologically impossible for us to do. So it's about trying to break it's the longer answer and the longer uh way to getting that goal would be to run a dieting phase first, get you leaner responsive and then transition into a gaining phase. But that's more time and people just want the the gaining phase and the muscle and the, the body fat now. So if you if you guys are sitting there right now going I want to build maximum muscle right now Oh, that's all I want to do and um, but I don't want to go into dieting phase the, the probably the, the thing for you to do would actually be to run a, a short and sharp. Can you hear that kind of like little twitch? That, that noise no. might, just, might just be coming through my earphones. I don't
1: know oh, why. I'll oh, on oh, oh, I, I everything now.
0: Good. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come through on the, on the Oak. Um. So the, like I said, running a little brief dieting phase to transition into an improvement phase as well would probably be, I'm sure you, you see that a lot, do Lots of males come in saying
1: they want to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. 100% and on, on my questionnaire I actually I'm quite clear and I say to them look you need to tell me what what is the priority here for yes sir. You know, because spot on I've, and I only probably changed it a few months ago because I would say probably out of the guys that I take on probably yeah six seven out of ten would say I want to lose fat and build muscle so I've changed it now and I said look please list list your goals as in priority and it's mm. always now Lose fat, then so on. yeah, yeah, you're spot on. And they, they, off, they often do need to lose a bit of body fat. Then let's get you there. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I would say ninety nine percent of clients to come, come and work with me will all run that exact roadmap. It has to be reconfort. Very few will come in in a really lean state. I, I would, of course, have some that will just run straight into improvement phase. But ninety percent of people will come in. will all run a recon first. Get them in a good position to transition out into an improvement phase. Yeah. Okay.
1: I sorry well with I think your your probably client base is more a lot a lot more probably inclined to do that as well isn't it really because you um can you hear me yeah yeah, yeah perfectly yeah. yeah I think I, I think I'm probably a little bit more gen pop than than you are right you're mm-hmm. you are probably more you know, getting people ready for shoots and, and prep and that kind of stuff so you actually probably get more people coming in for that for that um goals whereas I probably get a lot of um people who actually lose that
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, Honestly, 90% of of clients will all run a a fat loss phase first anyway, and so probably and I would say 90% of the population, if they were, were to come to us now, we'll probably still need that recomposition phase first, because if they're not, if people aren't happy where they're at and they're coming for coaching, probably the chances are that the body fat levels is probably gonna be a little bit too high. And just, just note that it can be a really short and sharp phase for anyone that is in this spot, but run it efficient, run it effective, the quicker you and the more accurate you are, the quicker you get into your gaining phase. And that's always the, the kind of the banana at the end of that, or the, not the banana, the cookie at the end of the head, chasing, chasing something a little bit quicker um, so that you can be efficient and get into that phase, phase earlier earlier. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, let's run with one or two more, and then we we can we can finish up. I think we've done some really good ones. I'll let you go
1: for. It. Cool, mate. I have got. Um, you might not have heard of this one, but I, I know because funny enough, a few of my clients have asked me about it, about getting in a sauna to help lose body fat. Yeah. Um, yeah. To get a sweat on, and yeah, th- effectively the answer is you you come out a lot lighter because you sweat because you sweat, and that's you're not losing body <laughs> fat. You're losing basically fluid. And then you will um, rehydrate, have a load of water on board, and all of a sudden you're, you're same the same scale, the weight you were. Yeah, yeah. A I, lot of um, a lot of boxers and UFC fighters, that kind of stuff, to make weight would would do that kind of stuff. Mm.
0: So the the roundabout answer is saying that it doesn't build, it doesn't lose any body fat really, Um more so just just scale weight. And and is
1: there a difference between
0: body fat and scale weight?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean. Uh, some would argue that obviously, because obviously sweating to an extent is one method of losing body fat, but obviously in, you know, in a, in a 40 use. minute sauna, it's going to be literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, um, as we know, and it's, a, it's a whole nother story, a whole other topic we talk about with the scale weight, but the, the scale weight will fluctuate for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a Big long time. long list that we can...
0: yeah yeah too too yeah. much of too much of a list for sure and the one, I, I remember that when I was younger there was this uh there was this sauna or I think it was a steam room that was in in the gym that I used to train at again again with a couple of my cousins and I used there used to be a scale like right outside it and I used to say I used to start, stand the scale before and go like okay I was 76 kilos or something you know okay grant I'm going in there until I'm 74 like, and i come out 75. <laughs> nope, back in. O- honestly, I used to go back in there because I, I was like, okay, I've lo- lost some body fat now. I can walk out. I'm lighter. Joe, you know, and I literally look like a, a prune or a raisin walking out of, out of the place, just like wrinkles everywhere. I was only 16 as well. And, but we like, like I said, we've all all, all been there before. And we've done all of these myths countless and countless times. Um, one that I think that could be good was when you're actually running into a bulking or improvement phase is just, what what should I eat? Everything. And if Ben, my, my brother, has listened to this, I'm very, very sorry. It was awful information. I didn't know what I was talking about back in the day. We actually laugh about it all the time. I used to sa- stand over him, like, just be like, eat that, pa- eat that pasta. It was like 300 grams of pasta per sitting, about 80 grams of pesto. It was, honestly, he was eating about five or 6,000 calories a day. And I was just like, you have to eat everything a- until you can't eat anymore. Like, honestly, going to bed, and, like in agony almost. And of course, now we, we understand that this is just not the case at all. I used to do it. That's how I probably got up to, I think it was 103 kilos at one stage. So I've done all this before, every single myth that I've I've written down here. And the thought process was eat big to get big. You know that, that phrase that you heard back today. Yeah, you can eat big, but eat in a in gentle surplus that you can run for a long time rather than gain 20 kilos in like 10 weeks or 20 weeks or something like that. So for me, kind of a, a nice little rate of gain kind of a three to 500 calorie surplus is always a nice place to start and uh, but like a rate of gain that i think that would be ideal would be kind of one to one point five percent of body weight so let's say for instance joe you know, for like a, an 80 kilo male looking to go into the improvement phase maybe like 0.8 to you know 1.2 kilos a month would be a really nice place to start would, would that be kind of in around the numbers that you look at
1: yeah. I mean, people, and this is the, this is the thing Like, people get really frustrated because they think it should be a lot quicker and then they'll, they'll get yeah. the hump because they're only, they're only putting that on. And I think this is, this is, this is not enough. And then they'll eat too much and then we put, they'll put it more on thinking it's muscle. Hmm. And it's funny actually, because what you just said, when I first ever did a bulking phase with a coach, I think he gave me 3,800 calories, but I thought, well, Obviously I can have four and a half thousand because I'm eating more, so I'm gonna get bigger. And I put yeah. on loads of fat. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. And exactly, exactly that. And I think that I, even before that, I think when I was trying to do it myself, I wasn't even tracking. I was just eating as much as I could. Eat because as exactly much as you can. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah say, a but good. no, you'll hang on there. But that kind of rate of gain is 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 bang bang on really. Yeah, yeah. it's um,
0: a little bit more boring. It's not as sexy as when you see a oh. fat loss phase and you lose it a kilo a week, you know, where you're actually only gaining a kilo maybe a month. But but I can tell you with 100 percent certainty, with a lot of experience in this myself and also with clients, don't go over that percent rate of gain because you're you're only going to run into a hole with incredibly high levels of body fat, poor trained performance, awful bloating the whole time, and just just no no end results as well. If, um, so if you're so obviously. Certainly-
1: if you're obviously- yeah, if you're obviously a complete beginner to weight training, your rate of gain will be a little bit quicker, of course. But True. Good the more points. experienced you are um people like ourselves, it takes a bloody long time and it is so boring and so yeah, yeah. long and so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's, and that is it's why monotonous. So people, yeah, and that is why so many people do do turn to steroids because it's the, the easy option mm-hmm. that gets you 12 months of muscle in 12 weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's a crazy short solution for a long term fix, and they'll do it. And then I was actually listening to uh uh, a podcaster, Lucy, off the off the cuff podcast, and they were talking about all this kind sort of thing of people going on and saying, what would you advise someone if someone said like, like, I'm just going to go on steroids for like one cycle or something like that. And they were like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're just going to lose it anyway, at the end of the day, once you start, once your kind of adaptation falls off. you know. So that's probably yeah. going down a rabbit hole and not, something that I have absolutely zero idea about anyway um but uh yeah i think that's a that's a really good point as well do you you want to finish off with one more each
1: yeah um i will go with you can i mean people think that you people say how do i Funny enough actually one of my clients today said um i want to lose i want to lose fat on my thighs how do i do it oh nice one! yeah 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 yeah." and as i said so look you and i've I've explained this many times before anyway sir but um i said you can't um you can't spot reduce fat you can't Mm -hmm. say right and you know it to an extent, it comes down to genetics. What I said to you a little bit earlier, I I bloody, body um love handles is where I store my fat. I always have done, always will. Even yeah, at my leanest fat should, I could pinch a bit, you know. It's, it's just, mm. you just got to accept it. Yeah. Some people, um, and I think a lot of men do store their fat there as well. Women tend to, yeah. you know, more, more in the legs and in the arms. And you might have someone who's really, really slim, but big arms. You might have the complete opposite. Someone really slim arms and big legs. And unfortunately, it's just, you cannot spot reduce fat you Mm. cannot say right i want to reduce fat for care it's about overall consistency eventually it will come off and it can be really frustrating and Mm. you kind of just got to get on with it
0: yeah i always say the analogy for that one is like when you're draining a pool you'll have a shallow end and a deep end of the pool for me like my delts my arms my legs get really lean really quick so that's the shallow end of the pool the deep end of the pool is you and me both lower back lower abs area and that is the last place to go but if that. you drain yeah. every every ounce of water out of the pool there'll be no water left so it's about that just being resilient and being consistent all the way into the very end it's difficult though isn't it because it's the one place you look and it's the one place you feel like god it's not there yet there were other all the rest of your physique could be amazing
1: but it's that one thing you always pin out and that that would that would not allow you to think oh i'm in good shape yet yeah, you know what? And I, and this is that, that's what common what you say about the lower abs. It's quite common for men to actually Males, not, yeah. and I'm I'm intrigued. My lower, my the lower part of my abs, mm. I cannot, I can get a really prominent four pack, but then last two, no. But and, and you know what, like we've been saying the whole call, um, growing up, I'd used to think, you know, get the old oblique crunches, that's gonna get rid of the fat head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, I mean, it's exactly the same period.
0: That's why I used, I used to do 100. my, my chest and my abs are my main areas where I hold a lot of body fat. So hence why I did chest probably eight times a week and then abs every single night before bed. And that's exactly what, why, because I thought that burning and do 30 reps, 10 sets, drop sets, et cetera, because I thought that burning sensation was actually literally burning body fat off the bone. But as we know now, it definitely is not the case. Um, I will do one more for the the female lifters or the female listeners as yep that lifting weights just makes you bulky. Do you know, how, I can't tell you how many consult calls that I've talked about and talking about the training program. And I think that girls with a lot of concern will come and say, like, I just don't want this to make me bulky at all. And always remember that that that's not the goal for, for us as coaches to make, to make anyone bulky, but also remember on a physiological level, like the amount of testosterone that you guys have compared to males, okay? This is just g- genetics. Um, it's going to probably be like a tenth, so it's going to be almost a tenth more difficult to build new lean tissue. So it, the amount of time I've been doing this for ten years, and I wouldn't say I'm in incredible shape and have a ridiculous amount of, of bulky muscle tissue. And I've been doing that for ten years non-stop. So for you guys to say maybe that that it, or you guys to think that it will make you bulky immediately, it it, it it just won't happen, you know. And I think that having a program in place and actually building strength, improving your execution gym is only going to have a positive benefit and give you that, you know, that tone look more so than actually a, a negative effect,
1: in my opinion. Do, do you get that a bit from, from clients coming in? Females particularly? 100%, yeah, I get it all the time. And I, I do the old question, question answer into, on answer um, on Instagram and people are always saying, oh, will it make me bulky? And no, yeah. it's, it's probably one of the biggest myths out there, actually, we probably left a good yeah. one until till the end. And um, no, simply put, You've hit the nail the head. It is so hard to build muscle. It's hard mm. to get big and bulky. You have got all these yeah. guys in the gym, us included, spending hours a week in the gym trying, mm. and it's it's hard. And my unless use. you're, yeah, and, and the good thing as well is that you that you, you know you're not matching that with the food as well. Like so, it's not only that it's tough mm. with the yeah, weight. Trust. True. Well, we eat a lot as well, especially as, as females. You have to eat a lot to then match that to then even think about potentially getting And you're not because most most females, let's face it, come on, are a deficit.
0: Very what good point, actually. Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah. yeah, so you have to then not just lift the weights, you have to fucking eat shit loads to actually yeah. then even think about it. So it's just not going to happen. And exactly what you said that toned physique comes from the weights. These, mm. these people that just do pure cardio, they don't, you know, they might lose a lot of weight and stuff, they're probably losing a lot of muscle and mm. they're that sort of slim stick figure. Whereas actually, when you incorporate your weights into it, that is this whole desired um, tone physique. Mm. I don't turn my nose up at that because that is my desire as well. I, I, I like yeah. tone physique. So uh, yeah, yeah so that that comes from simply put, strength training, progressive mm. overload with weights.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that you nailed on the head there, especially with the cardio. And Actually never even thought about when people do want to tone up, they're more likely going to be in a deficit. So this even, this card is stacked even further against them and yeah. against anyone to, to actually build muscle in that phase so um I, I truly do believe that that hard strength training for females improvement phase or dieting phase is, is definitely the best from an aesthetic perspective and will give that toned look i think the the physiques you see where it's just cardio no weights or they're doing kind of those classes where they're doing 50 reps per kettlebell swing and stuff like that 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 for me always gives like a kind of a I hate this phrase but kind of like a not a skinny fat look but just kind of like a soft look the harder yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. toned look that people look for it is that kind of that kind of aestheticness of the skin
1: needs that kind of harder training in there in my opinion if anything you know if anything when the when the when the females and males when, when on the subject when females are training with weight they should actually psychologically mentally be training to try and get bulky because you're not matching it with the nutrition yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen but by trying to get there and and being in a deficit you will get unbelievable results
0: yeah Definitely. yeah I, I agree that's actually a really really good one to finish on as well and uh we will not leave you keep you any longer i know you're in the evening i'm in the morning so coffee coffee uh coffee in hand as well so i'm on the way up um but thank you so much <laughs> thank you so so much for taking the time jump on Absolutely as always great,
1: mate. thank you for having me on do
0: you want to give the guys a little bit of a um a kind of almost like a plug into what you're up to at the moment and the coach and all that kind of stuff and where people can find you and i'll link link everything in the show notes as well
1: yeah so um my instagram username is my first name surname pt so at rob swain pt And just like Josh, I'm an online coach, Um, I I generally train sort of gen pop people, Uh, my kind of speciality, if you like, is, is losing body fat, um, becoming healthier and happier um yes take a look i'm trying to get on the whole reels game because i feel like that is uh where where it's all at at the moment right
0: yeah yeah i'm enjoying some of your videos the 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 meditation one the other day was brilliant i couldn't couldn't have (laughs) of of of, of agreed more or been able to relate to something more than that that's real ever (laughs) um so definitely some entertainment say again
1: sorry mate i was just just gonna say thank you thank you again for having me on mate really really good really enjoyed it no problem at all it's been a pleasure
0: And, and definitely guys give rob a follow from an entertainment and coaching perspective as well it's definitely definitely a good one to follow for sure but we will we will uh finish up the podcast guys thank you so much for listening as always
1: thank you again rob and we'll hopefully have you back on uh in in the near future yes top man mate have a great day and i'll catch up with you soon cheers bud